Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Talking about revival this whole month, and it only happens with something that is dead, right? To revive, to bring back to life, and and I believe we are in a season where God is starting something very special. This this year, twenty twenty three, it's March. We've seen a lot of chaotic thing happening already. Three banks went down, <laughs> and it's just March. But at the same time, I believe God is reviving the church. You know, um, for those of you that know, I was at Asbury and and a lot of people ask me, how did it go? How how was it? You know, did you see anything different? It was it really actually there's been a debate. Uh, people are debating if it was actually a revival or not. But I'll say my experience was this. It was God's presence all over the campus. You know, we're talking about a very small city with 3,000 people, small campus with over 50,000 people on a weekend. You know, just crazy. I couldn't find a hotel. I actually had to ask somebody else to let me sleep in, in their room. That's how busy the city was. But uh, uh, when I walked in there, there wasn't anyone speaking in tongues or prophesying over people. It was just worship and repentance. People repenting of their sins. People asking for forgiveness. It it all started with one student that decided to confess his sins. And and the other students that were there, they they gathered around this kid. And they started just listening to him without pointing fingers or judging him. And suddenly the atmosphere, atmosphere started to shift. And then guess what? They started to worship. And they couldn't stop worshiping, worshiping for seven, eight uh, days straight. When I got there, I mean, I, I, I got there, it was probably the seventh day of them going straight. It was the first day that they decided at one o'clock we're going to shut down. Because we, I mean, we're, we're exhausted, you know. And for me, it was an awakening. And, and I have a testimony, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you. I haven't shared this with anyone yet uh, other than my wife. But I, and it actually doesn't really go with what I'm about to share today, but I just felt in my heart that I'm supposed to share this. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, rheumatoid arthritis a while ago, and I'm young, and it runs in my family. And it can be painful sometimes. You see me here, you know, I'm smiling. I, I try not to allow things to, to put me down because the joy of the Lord's my strength, you know. But there are days that I'm miserable with pain, you know, especially during the cold weather. You know, I wish I could be in Florida or California, not California, but the weather in California. <laughs> but the weather in California and Florida, amazing. But here sometimes during the cold winter, it's just painful. And I remember telling my mom and my wife, I said, you know, I'm going to go to Asbury. And I don't know if it's a revival, whatever it is that's happening there. I just want to go there. And I walked in there and I couldn't hold myself. It was such a thick presence of God. You know, it was just worship. There's something when we sing, 
Holy, 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 the sweet presence of the Lord. You are worthy of it all. Man, I couldn't hold my tears. And I'm going to say this. From that day on, nobody has touched me. No one has prayed for me. But from that day on, I haven't had pain. So I'm holding on to my healing. You know, so I believe God is about to do something this year, 2023. And and you guys know me. Every time you hear me, I'm so passionate about sharing the gospel. I'm so passionate about going out outside of the four walls. And this is what I want to talk about it, especially knowing God and experiencing God in a very personal way. Listen, we cannot live our lives without sharing the gospel, you know, and and what I want to talk about, it's sowing as you go. Sowing as you go. Luke 10, 2 says this. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great. Luke 10, 2. The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. But the problem nowadays, the church... We got so caught up in our own agenda that we're not going based on God's agenda. And we don't have, why we haven't seen revival for so long is because we don't have space for the Holy Spirit. Because we have our goals, <laughs> which is grow the church in, in, with our, our agenda. And we're not listening to the Spirit And we're not sharing what needs to be shared. And we're not doing what we're supposed to do. You know, uh, it's so rewarding to serve the Lord. You know, the world's a mess. Everything we see that it's happening, it's a mess. But it's so rewarding to be able to still be in the world (laughs) and, and see God doing things on our behalf and move mountains on our behalf. Why not share that with those that are lost? There are many people out there that they're in, in need of listening to something that will change their lives. And that is the gospel. But sometimes we get ourselves into survival mode. We're so busy. We're so caught up. And then we forget the great commission. You know, I'm going to say this. I've said it many times. You can be doing a lot for Jesus and be completely away from Jesus. There's a lot of pastors out there. I was one of them. I was so busy. I was so busy doing things, but I wasn't experiencing Jesus because I, I wasn't taking time to listen to his voice. Yesterday, while we were here at Freedom Weekend, there was a, 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 at the end, Pastor Christina told us, let's just listen. I don't want to hear anybody talking right now. I don't want to hear any, any music or anything. Let's just be still. You know, we don't do that sometimes because we're so caught up. We're so concerned. Listen, Matthew 6, 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else and his righteousness and everything else will be given to you. You know, but we're so caught up. Oh, Lord, if I don't work, I don't eat. Yes. If you don't work, you don't eat. But listen, do with diligency. 
Don't try to be a workaholic thinking, oh, I need to work, 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 work. No, if God is the one that takes care of the, the birds in the air, that they have no place to store their food. Listen, God is the one that will take care of you. But as you go through your day, remember to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. God will open opportunities for us. God is faithful to bring those opportunities for us to present the gospel. Oh, I'm a nurse. I work with nurses or or I work at a college or I sell cars, whatever it is that you do. Listen, you don't have to be in church. We actually have to be outside of the church in the marketplace, wherever God sends you. There's always going to be an opportunity for you to share the gospel. If we want to see revival, we must, we must be able to share about our faith. You know, I was reading something this past week. This uh, language teacher, ESL teacher, you know, she was teaching English as a second language for foreigner students like me, you know, and I'll say what? She decided to preach the gospel in her classroom. And right there and then, three students gave their lives to Jesus. I mean, imagine they're trying to stop us from saying what we believe. They're trying to stop us. But they cannot stop us. I was watching this morning. I was watching Sean Foyt. I love Sean Foyt. Sean Foyt is an evangelist. Uh, he's an act, Christian activist uh, from California during COVID. Brother, um, do you know how to turn these off? They are making me blind. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Oof, man. <laughs> you know, during COVID... California, you know, they put out a, 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 a statement saying, listen, at this point, churches must be closed down. We don't want anyone gathering anywhere. Church is not an essential. <laughs> Everything else is an essential. Gambling was an essential during COVID, but not church. You know, and then Sean Foyt, he decided to take church outside of the four walls. And then he started to travel all over the United States, all the 50 states, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, they cannot stop us and we cannot shut our mouths. We cannot be quiet. Listen, I was just thinking about this pastor has decided to do something about the unity of the church. You know, we went down to Brazil. We did the March for Jesus. Pastor was impressed with everything he saw. And then he comes back and said, we need to do the same thing in the United States. I say, amen, pastor. I don't think we could do the March because logistically it's a little different. But listen, whatever it is that God is giving a division, let's just follow it. You know, and, and he actually uh, empowers me to be the one actually trying to get pastors together and I'm like having such a difficulty sometimes you know pastors being so territorial and and I'm thinking listen that's because that because of that of our division that's why the world is the way it is and it's time for us as pastor Larry has been saying it is time for us together as one for the body of Christ to show the world the minority that are being so noisy they are not as strong as we are uh, together as majority of the Christians that we have here in the United States. We, I still believe that we still are a, a nation under God. You know, what needs to happen is we just need to stop our division. 
We got to stop our division. And we got to be out there. You know, I'm going to give you today, in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to give you four ways for you to develop an everywhere mentality for sharing the gospel. An everywhere mentality for sharing the gospel. I believe the Great Commission is worthy of even calls for purposed times and strategic plans for us to spread the gospel. You know, we have several times and locations each week that we all go. We have places that we work. We have places that we gather, you know, and God wants us as the body of Christ to rise up and share the gospel. You know, Acts 8, 4 says this, the early church, you know, it says, tells us of the early Christians. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. They went everywhere preaching the word. You know, so how do we develop this mentality of everywhere, every, everywhere mentality, where we are ready to share the gospel at all times and are seeing fruit among our friends and family? How do we do that? First thing you need to do is see people as souls. That's the first thing we need to do. <laughs> you look at someone, you have discernment of the Holy Spirit, you know if that person serving the Lord or not. See them as a soul that either are going to go to heaven or hell. And it's depending on you to share the gospel. And if you think about this, that's scary. Because if God has given you the opportunity, he will always present you the opportunity to share the gospel. If we want to see, if we want to see a revival, a revolution, you know, we must speak out. People are dying and we're right in front of them and we're not doing anything. Even if you don't know how to share the gospel, even if you ask them, hey, is there, I'm a, you know, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and, and I just feel that I'm supposed to pray for you. You know, maybe you don't know what to say, but just say, can I pray for you? You know, God will give you the words. God will bring into remembrance the things that you have studied in the word of God. Of course, if you don't study, you won't know what to say. You know, my people are perishing, Hosea 4, 6, because of lack of knowledge. But if you spend time in the word, God will give you divine words for you to deliver it to those that are in need. So see people as an opportunity. See people as souls. You know, the Bible tells us that when Jesus saw the multitude, I'm going to say this, this is, this, this is something for you to remember, understand, and know that it will make a difference in your life. Every miracle that happened while Jesus was on earth was because of his compassion towards people. People are losing their compassion. People are like, man, somebody falls. They walk over and they don't stop. If we don't have compassion, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing what God is telling us to do. We must have compassion. Jesus saw the multitude. He was moved with compassion. It says on Matthew chapter 9, 36. We too easily see people and we are moved with frustration. We get frustrated instead of getting compassionate. You know, we see situations 
And, and I'm learning more and more within the years, you know, you get wiser. <laughs> and I started, I, I, I stopped pointing fingers. I stopped judging people. Sometimes you walk into a restaurant and you see a waitress that comes in and, and she's so rude and she's so negative and she's so just cold, you know. And then instead of me now judging her, I don't know what she went through. I don't know if she's about to get kicked out of her home because she doesn't have the money to pay her rent. I don't know her situation. Instead of me judging her, her, why don't I share the gospel with her and give her an opportunity to know that there's someone that can reverse her situation, that there's someone that can change her way of living so she can glorify God. But we judge, we, we become frustrated. Oh, I'm so frustrated with the way that this waitress is it's taking care of me. I'm not going to tip her today. No, actually double tip her. You know, show her that you are different. We are ambassadors of heaven. We have been sent here to make a difference. See people as a soul. That's what we need to do. Number two, look for opportunities. Look for opportunities. We have a tendency to miss the forest for the trees. You know, we get so caught up in the forest that we miss the trees. <laughs> Look for opportunities. There are people all around us who need the Lord. How can you seize the moment? How can you seize the opportunity? You know, by specifically looking for them. I'm pumping gas in my car and I'm looking around. And one thing I've been praying every day, Lord, I don't want to preach something and not live according to what I preach. You know, there's a lot of people that they preach, but don't do what I say, but don't do what I do. You know, and I don't want to be those, you know, and, and we're, we're, we're not perfect, guys. We all make mistakes. We all sin. You know, only Jesus was the perfect one, you know, but listen, try to be more like him. Work out. <laughs> Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. <laughs> you know, by doing what you're supposed to do. Look for opportunities. When you make a specific soul winning visit, go also to the homes of both sides of the people you were originally purposed to visit. You know, let me say this. There's neighbors next door to your home that needs to hear the gospel. Look for opportunities. If you need to do something, bake them a cake. <laughs> Knock at the, their door and say, hey, I just want to love on you. You know, I did that a lot during COVID when we were giving away food. I, I, every single home next to, in, in my block, I would go there every week and bring them milk, things like that. And I would share the, the best I could, the gospel with them. It's so so important, look for opportunity. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4 says this, But as we were allowed of God to be put, into, put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing man, but God, which trieth our hearts. You and I were put in trust with the gospel. God has, God has entrusted us with the gospel. So look for opportunities. Number three. Is steward relationships. 
steward relationships. Less than two months after Jesus wrote from the dead, the apostle Peter preached in Jerusalem on Acts chapter 2 verse 41. It says, the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. You know, steward relationships. There's people that you have influence in their lives. I look at each one of you guys here. We all have a circle of influence. We all have someone that listens to us. Even when it seems like they're not listening, it's soaking in. Seeds are being sown into their lives. So make sure you steward those relationships. If it's a, it's a family member, if it's a friend, if it's a coworker, whoever that is, they see how you walk. They see your body language. Believe it or not, our, our body language can preach. <laughs> our body language can preach. The way we dress up can preach. You know, the way we act can preach. A lot of times we don't know what to say. But let your body language share the gospel. People see you. Man, there's something about that person. I just see a light. Everywhere she goes, she's shining. That's the light of Christ. (laughs) And you are a light. And when light walks in the darkness, darkness flee. We want to steward relationships. Where is it that God is sending you? Where is it that God is placing you? Who are the people that are around you that are ready, ready? Listen, Asbury, they were waiting five hours to get into that church. Five hours. There were, there were people that came from Asia. There were people that came from Africa. Within seven, eight days, people were like, people are hungry. People are hungry. People are tired of all the things. We, I, I, I was telling my wife the other day, you know, I wasn't really into uh, politics back, back in the days. It was whatever, you know, Clinton was the, the, the president or, or uh, Bush was the president. It wasn't like I wasn't paying attention. But suddenly, now they're coming after my kids. <laughs> now they're, they're presenting agendas that are actually, uh, 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 there are, there, there's a consequence if I don't say anything. You know, at first it was just economically or, uh, you know, they're, they're not doing anything that's hurting my kids at school. But suddenly they're pushing abortion. <laughs> you know, suddenly they're pushing, it's okay for you to be a guy and, and compete with women. Are you kidding me? It's okay for you to be a guy and walk in and, and, and expose yourself in women's restroom. That's demonic. That's demonic. Now we need to take a stand. People are so, and I'm talking about non-Christians that are seeing these things and they're disgusted about this, disgusted about disgusted, disgusted about these things. They can't stand it too. And they need hope. And we need to share hope with them. It is time for us to rise up. Number four. 
Obey every prompting of the Holy Spirit. Obey every prompting of the Holy Spirit. We have an agenda. Is it in the book of Proverbs, uh, Brother Mitch, that we, it says that we have our things, but it's God's agenda that we follow it. <laughs> yeah, we have our plans. We put our plans together, but he, he leads us. You know, <laughs> have your agenda. Be, I was, I was thinking about this, be organized, pre-organized, but be post-thankful for Holy Spirit's uh, interruptions, right? Be post-thankful. Because I have my agenda. I have everything organized. But if the Holy Spirit shows up, I don't care about my agenda. Because I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit's agenda is going to change lives. So be careful and obey every prompting of the Holy Spirit. Every prompting. When the Holy Spirit nods your heart to speak to someone about salvation, don't ignore it. If he is nodding your heart, he's touching you, he's saying that inner voice, that small voice inside of you, say, hey, go and pray for this person. Don't waste time. How many times I reached out to people and just by one word, they broke into tears. They were going through something and they were like, man, I needed to hear that. We have the Holy Spirit, guys. It's in us. What are we doing with it? You know, when you have something cool that you love, something exciting, what do you do? Like when you have news, when you have good news, what do you want to do? You want to share with everybody. You don't want to keep it to yourself. You want people to know that God is God. You want people to know that Jesus is a healer. You know, you know, you want to let, let people know that He is Jehovah, the the Jireh, the provider. That He is Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace that surpasses all understanding. <laughs> That's Him. His righteousness. He's the loving God. When you share the love of God, share with love, not with punishment. Oh, if you don't say yes to Jesus, you're going to hell. Man, we go to Mardi Gras and we do evangelism there. There's a there's a a, um, a group of Christians, you know, fanatics. <laughs> uh, they're they're crazy, you know, and, and they're they're pointing fingers and, and they're actually pushing people to hell. They're not bringing people close to to, to God. They're actually pushing because they're like, hey, if you don't. Uh, Accept Jesus now. You are going to burn in hell. That's not how you share the love of Christ. You share with love. John three sixteen, for God so loved the word that He gave His only begotten Son, for whoever believes in Him should have eternal life. It doesn't matter how you show up. It doesn't matter how you dress up. <laughs> you come. You come. Arms open wide, my God. And the Holy Spirit is the one that changes everything. We try to be the Holy Spirit sometimes. You know, let the Holy Spirit change. 
I remember when I first, I was, I was so religious before, you know, I, I got to the United States. I, I was born and raised in the Assemblies of God, you know, and I got to a church one day and this lady was, she like, she was serving communion. And then the, the next thing I see is she's outside smoking. I, I came to my pastor and said, man, how can you, you know, let this lady, my pastor gave me a lesson, <laughs> At that time, he said, listen, man, I'd rather her be here inside of the house of the Lord where the Holy Spirit is going to change her and move in her life than being her, than seeing her outside. Just worshiping the devil. I mean, whatever needs to be clean in her, the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to do it. But they need to be here. I'm not going to push them. At the end of the day, some, at, at, at some time, the Holy Spirit will change. We don't want anything that's killing the, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you're doing anything to your body that you're destroying yourself, you don't want that. So at the right time, the Holy Spirit would, you know, hey, who am I to judge? I used to judge. I used to point finger. It's not our position. We're not in, we haven't been placed in that position to judge or point finger. We have been placed in a position of sharing the love of God. If we want to see a revolution, if we want to see a revival, I believe this is the year, guys. I'm not saying this just to say. It's closer and closer and closer. I mean, we just celebrated International Women's Day. And the people getting prizes are transgender, transsex. Yeah. I'm like, dude, are you stupid? Yeah. Our president's wife giving a prize to a transgender for being a woman. Oh, that drives me nuts. Sorry. We are living in the last days. And we cannot wait to share the gospel. So as you go, every person is a soul think of this question they're in front of you if you don't share the year they're going to go to hell or heaven and that can be in your hands later because we all have the opportunity to share even if it's a prayer oh pastor but i don't know just pray for them god will stir up something god will stir up something a seed You sow, and God will do the rest. Amen? All right, let's pray. Love you, Lord. We love you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we ask forgiveness of our sins, Father. We ask that we'll be more like you, Jesus. We ask compassion for the lost, Father. I pray that you will open our eyes to see through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, Father, for us to not miss opportunities where you want to change lives. We don't want to be held accountable at the end of the day, Father, for those that we were supposed to love on them and share the gospel, and we didn't, Father. We want to do what you're calling us to do. Thank you, Lord. Because the time is now. Thank you. Because you're about to do something great. I pray blessings over every person that's here. Everyone that's listening to us. 
we speak a special blessing over our pastors, this congregation. And Father, let us be the church outside of the four walls. That's our prayer this morning. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.